You're listening to the In Case You Missed It podcast, a weekly Drake News show hosted and produced by Bryson Ray, Oliver Williams, and Charlie Schwab. In Case You Missed It is brought to you by the Drake Broadcasting System. Hello and welcome back. Today is Monday, February 12th, 2024. I'm joined by Oliver Williams Hi. and Charlie Schwab. Hello. And you are listening to the In Case You Missed It podcast. Let's see what you missed. Per a Times Delphic article published this past Wednesday, Drake University is launching a brand new program that aims to make buying textbooks individually a thing of the past. The program, referred to as the Course Ready Program in the article, will provide students with all textbooks and materials required for their courses for a flat fee of $225 a semester. Beginning this fall, undergraduate students will be automatically opted in, meaning that you'll have to manually opt out if you don't want to pay the $225 fee each semester. To help students make this decision, the Drake faculty, in collaboration with the Cowles Library, is working to ensure that all textbook and material costs are listed come registration for the fall semester, allowing students to make an informed decision. The reasons behind this new program are pretty simple. First off, it makes things simpler for students, especially for first-year students who struggle with knowing which textbooks or materials to get. And secondly, the hope is that more students will be prepared for class day one, as the program would take care of the textbook purchasing process for you prior to the start of classes each semester. Most of this has been paraphrased from that article, so check it out on the TD website if you want a more in-depth look at the program. Now, something that I've found as a student here at Drake University is that a surprising number of students don't buy certain quote-unquote required textbooks knowing that they can get by by simply paying attention in class or studying with outside resources. This choice, a choice that most students make, weighs usually two factors. First, is the price too high? And second, can they get by without it? In most cases, if a student feels like they can get by without the textbook, they won't bother spending the money, even if they have the money to spend. I bring this point up because I think a surprising number of students might opt out of this program. When you can get by without buying some of those required textbooks, and when you can often find textbooks you can't get by without on illegal ebook PDF websites, you're unlikely to want to spend any money on textbooks. But, on the other hand, some classes require homework labs that can't be accessed for free, and some students, depending on their major, often end up spending more than $250 each semester on these labs and textbooks that can't be accessed for free and that they can't get by without in their classes, because some classes really follow those textbooks closely. And even if that doesn't apply, a lot of students could end up preferring the simplicity of the process, even if it means paying slightly more for their textbooks and materials. So will you guys be opting in or out for this program this upcoming fall? I don't think I bought a single textbook freshman, sophomore, and my first semester of junior year. I have bought textbooks this semester just because it makes it easier for me when I don't have to read it on my laptop. But, like, that was less than $200, so I'll be opting out. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be opting out as well. One thing, I mean, uh, I haven't had to buy, actually a single textbook outside of the Pearson's lab 
like a for that are, has like the online courses yeah. you know that you yeah. have to take like those like you have to buy the outside homework of that lab. i found just alternatives online that worked for me but i have had to buy uh art supplies for uh I've had to buy uh it gets pretty expensive with a bunch of different oil pastels and charcoal and a bunch of uh sketch pads and stuff like that so that is about like 80 to 100 dollars but uh I, right now I'm taking a drawing two or whatever it's a drawing concepts and there's a big list of stuff that I still have yet to buy because I'm just procrastinating on it and I'm trying to get by as much as I can with art supplies that I have left over but like I don't even have an eraser like I lost it so oh <laughs> I'm gonna I have to get on eraser. that soon really yeah Thank you. I've got one of those um purple ones it's not yeah be nice I'm using like my mechanical pencil right now oh that sucks so in general I mean do you guys tend to spend over or under $250 a semester on Definitely materials under. textbooks under. yeah yeah dude I barely I don't think I've bought a notebook since high school because I always bought way too many mm-hmm. so I've got those notebooks and then I don't know I always find a uh, dubious copy online mm-hmm. that if you like click anywhere on the screen it downloads something on your computer but like it works for me yeah. For me this semester I spent over 250 because Holy. I mean for my one of my I mean my communication law class whatever there's check there's reading check-ins mm-hmm. and it's like free response so I need to like look at the chapter even if I don't read it I just need to go and find something to talk about. Yeah. And then I have two classes that have homework labs that were over $100 each. Wow. So for this semester this few honestly probably would have been preferable but in the past, I've definitely had semesters where I maybe bought one textbook and found yeah. the rest online. But for me, it always just comes down to how many homework labs I have. Right. When yeah. I was hearing it, the hearing this from Tim, I think he must have missed like the opt-out part. I mean, I think that's a really good option. I was worried this is going to be another thing where you're automatically opted in. Like They're like trying to make it sound like a good deal, but really yeah. you might be losing money. But this is cool that every semester you're given the option to opt-out, which is yeah, cool. No, I mean, well, I mean, the, the article published by the times delta kind of goes over how they're trying to let students make an informed decision yeah uh by putting the prices of the materials up so that's why you kind of assume there's going to be the choice to opt out but like i said students will be automatically opted in so you kind of have to go out of your way to get out of it if you don't want to be in it um those in charge of this decision are going to kind of roll out marketing efforts social media posters whatever to let students know so there isn't just a 250 (laughs) dollar fee that shows up and they're like what the hell is this and I'm assuming within those will be kind of like, you know, if you want to opt out, here's how. But, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Where do you guys think the general student population stands on this? Because I know that a lot of it is dependent on your major. I mean, right. if you're in like, say, a biology course or one of those courses that and they have a textbook. I Somehow I feel like a textbook in a microbiology course maybe would be uh-huh. a little more important than a textbook in a management course. Yeah, that's you know? definitely going to be where the bulk of the Like pharmacy and from. law students oh, probably yeah. law. are. Yeah. Yeah, that w- they would benefit the most from it. And those are what Drake is known for. So that's perfect for them. Mm-hmm. For liberal arts students like myself, I mean, let's be real. A lot of our classes, we don't need the textbook. Right. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not a liberal like arts art? student. Like art? Are you not? I thought you were a graphic design. Oh, I, I didn't know that's what a li- that's what you meant by liberal art. I don't know. We don't have any textbooks yeah. ever. Yeah. Well, how many? I guess we have some PDFs. The teachers always have PDFs in those Well, in, a, in any given like class or any given semester, my bet, how many classes do you as a graphic design slash 
data analytics. Data analytics wow. major. Um, how many textbooks do you tend to have, or how many classes tend to actually have textbooks? Uh, I mean, I'd say probably 50% of my classes use a textbook. And then how many do you buy, actually? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, I mean, I, I don't know. Sounds about I'm willing to go through a lot of work to find it online. Yeah, I get, yeah. That, I get that. Me too, me too. So for history, you said, I mean, do you have a lot of textbooks for your history major? Uh, Okay, yeah. So, yeah, my major is, like, super reading heavy. For, like, my educational courses, I'll just find, like, something online. Half the time, you can just kind of Google everything that the teacher's saying. But for, like, my history classes, I do have to buy textbook, which is why I was buying them this semester. The reason I uh, kind of talked about it in the frame of individual textbook buying might be a thing in the past is that freshmen coming in won't even know like if it if they never experienced being opted out right um textbook buying is going to be slowly faded out at least at drake university because uh-huh. why would they you know opt out of that um if they don't know that you don't actually need all the right they'll go in and be like oh that sounds like a pretty good yeah deal, and I then guess. that'll be the norm so that's why I'm like, eventually, if other colleges, I'm sure other colleges have this sort of program, but um, it'll be interesting to see uh, Drake University become a place where textbooks aren't individually purchased anymore, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of part of the tuition package. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good <clears throat> deal. I'm wondering if Adobe products, as a graphic design major, if those will be something that may be provided. Well, it says it's textbooks and class materials in the right. Times Celtic article, so that could include that. I think they'll find a loophole in that they provide Adobe products on the computers yeah. here. So, well, yeah, true. but it they do assume like, I mean, usually they don't. But my experience this year with one of my professors is that he just assumes that everybody has all the Adobe products on their personal laptop. I think I'm like the only person in class <laughs> who's not doing the eighty dollar a month subscription. Yeah, it's why so would I? expensive. So. But yeah, I don't mind at all just working on the Macs, and I doubt they'll provide it just because it's so expensive for every individual student. So. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is that I, I haven't figured out, it's kind of a gray area, but I personally, and I know a lot of students, rent textbooks. Um, oh, yeah. E-textbooks, whatever. And majority of students get textbooks via online. So what I'm interested in, um, and I'm sure we'll get more info as they start kind of marketing this around, is... When they say they're going to give you all your materials, does that mean they're going to give you a physical copy of everything? Does that mean they're going to give you an oh. e-copy? Does that mean they're going to rent it for you for the semester and then oh, you got to yeah. give it back? Because I think that could definitely play a part in terms of whether or not people opt out. Because, I mean, if you get physical copies of everything permanently, then, yeah, it's worth <laughs> yeah. it. But if it's a bunch of e, you know, e-book uh-huh. 120-day rentals. Dude, if they then... gave me, like, a PDF, I'd be so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally, I prefer to read on my computer. Really? I, I, yeah, I love it because usually I take notes on my computer while I'm reading because I have terrible handwriting and it hurts my hand. And so I like to be able to like copy and paste quotes. Like usually the way I take notes on a reading, I read it all the way through. And as I'm going, I'm kind of summarizing each page. And like after I finish, like a, like say a little section or a little paragraph or two, I'll summarize it in like a sentence or two and then if if I need to, I'll put like a quote, like copy and paste it from right. the reading. Um, and that's how I kind of am able to remember what actually went on. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see what exactly like if it's just going to be they're going to give you the most expensive thing or if they're going to give you the cheapest possible thing for yeah. what you need. 
That's a good question. I mean, right now, going based off of all our episodes, Drake University is definitely trying to save money where they can. That's true. It seems like, like the fact that they're putting this measure up now has to be a method of trying to save money for themselves in That's some true. way. And the other thing is, I know that, I mean, like some semesters, I know I've said that, you know, the highest I've ever spent was like, you know, $300, but there have been times where when I look through my required, you know, 18 credits um, required textbooks, you know, there's like, you know, reporting classes that say, oh, you need the AP style guidebook. You need this book <laughs> yeah. and then you also need this book. But I go to class day one and they're like, yeah, you don't really need any of these uh-huh. if you can have them if you want. And like for a single semester, I could have like, you know, eight or nine required books and getting all of those physically, hell of a lot more than $250. Eight or mm-hmm. nine um, required books? Yeah. That, well, that just that's, just that's listed is what I'm saying. And oh, a lot okay. of times the professors are like, you know, that's like, like the AP style guide book. Like that yeah, they have that. for a lot of reporting what classes. What was the point? Yeah, like you don't, <laughs> you really, all that information you can find online for free. So it's on there as a required textbook for a lot of those reporting classes, but you don't need to buy it. So my question would be, you know, in that situation, does that mean I'd be getting, you know, nine physical textbooks? Because that's really a lot of money. Know. And that's where when you say they're trying to save money overall, as we've seen recently, budget cuts, all that stuff, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if the way it works is you get the cheapest possible way to get those things. And instead of getting, you know, let's be modest and say five or six physical textbooks that might cost a hundred, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars each, you get five or six ebook rentals for the semester that cost 30 bucks each. Yeah. I mean, economically it would make most sense if they like gave you a physical book and then you gave it back to the professor at the end of the year and then they gave it to the students the next year but i guess they make all those new editions every year so that's true it's a really it's a good question i have no clue what they'll do about that so i looked up like facts about bulldogs right because um (laughs) that's a that's a thing you do when you go to well okay here's the thing like i have like these strong opinions about like bulldogs because i'm like they are a very unhealthy dog breed whatever right um but I wanted to know more about them. <laughs> and I thought I thought it would be fun to talk about it. So I looked it up. Turns out they have a pretty interesting like kind of history. So they were bred for bull baiting. Does anyone know what that is? No. Okay. Well, it is a <laughs> blood sport, um, <laughs> which means it's a sport that involves blood. And they had they what they would do is they would get like a bull and they would tie it to a stake and they would put pepper in its nose to really just piss it off. And then they'd have these dogs run at it and try to, like, grab its nose or its throat and try to, like, kill the bull. Wow. And I don't know, like... Bull- sick- they'd have bulldogs doing that? Yeah. <laughs> Could Good bulldogs luck. reach the bull? Uh, it was old-style bulldogs that had longer legs. Oh, okay. Right. And it was, like, a bunch of other different dog breeds, say, too. I feel like the, Is there the reason- bull would win that fight. <laughs> Why would bulldogs be good at that? It's because they're, like, stocky and, like... Oh, like, tough? Yeah. So it was popular during, like, the 17th century in England for some... I wrote for some reason. I don't effing know. Um, (laughs) And then it was outlawed in 1835, so no more bull baiting. So so um, this is the origin of bulldogs? Yeah. Right. And the reason they're so wrinkly is... Bulldogs! I just got it. Jesus. (laughs) Go on, Charlie. God. Um, yeah, so the reason they're so wrinkly is because apparently the wrinkles on their eyes help keep blood out of them. Oh my god! And really? So, which sounded very cool. Yeah, and it and they like keep blood out of them. Yeah, keep blood out of the like eyes. Like out of their eyes. Oh, so they don't get infected. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
pretty pretty archaic, you know. So they're bred to be covered in blood. Yeah, they're <laughs> bred. <laughs> That's crazy. So they were known as the old English bulldogs. Yeah. But then after they were, you know, bull baiting was outlawed, then they stopped kind of breeding the bulldogs. But like, with the the source I was reading this from called them dog fanciers. Just people who <laughs> like dogs. Um, they were like, oh, well, I like the bulldog though. Um, and so they started breeding for the dogs we have today in like dog clubs and dog shows. And so they made them like cuter. And yeah, tinier. they were like, oh, these are so cute. <laughs> yeah. So there used to be bulldogs that looked like Griff that had long legs. Yeah. That would be abnormal to see. Well, and a lot healthier too because yeah. they're supposed to be athletic. Oh, I see. If you made Griff run, I think he would have a heart attack or yeah. pass out <laughs> from not being able to breathe. And then I've got some little fun facts about bulldogs. All right, go on. Okay, so um, number one fun fact, they suck at swimming. If you threw Griff into the water, he would sink <laughs> because his legs are too small um, and he's too dense to float. They're so, not buoyant? No. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, they are the most popular dog mascot. So 49 universities in the United States have the bulldog mascot. Are there any other dog mascots you can think of? Uh, weren't I mean, I don't know. Timberwolves? Does that count? Uh, Those are wolves. Huskies. Oh. Yeah. Isn't like a Loyola? I don't know. I just I, I just know that like okay. outside of Huskies yeah. and it's Bulldogs, like a you can't think of team, any dog teams. That's pretty cool. I didn't really the think Labradors. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought this was really funny. Um, in 2015, a bulldog named, by the name of Otto set the world record for the longest human tunnel traveled through by a skateboarding dog. Wow. Good for him. <laughs> That's actually really interesting. I see videos of dogs skateboarding. It's never not been a bulldog. Yeah, they're a very good. T- <laughs> the owners of Otto were actually inspired to teach him to skateboard after another bulldog, Tillman, was deemed the world's fastest skateboarding dog. <laughs> what is with bulldogs being able to skate? Is it because they have like such a low center of gravity? Yeah, that I think sounds so. Sounds like it. Yeah. Because they like just weird. stand on it and, and they can like turn. They can like control where they're going. <laughs> yeah. It's actually so crazy. dense. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're just, I mean, it's not like they can run. So yeah. I guess yeah. you just teach it to skateboard <laughs> if you need to get it's it outside. Cool. It's pretty cool. 